coming up, we'll be talking about Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and The Crimes of Grindenwald, or Fantastic Beasts 2. So spoilers alert, and enjoy next. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Nerdcaster Show. With me is Lori. Hi. And we just recently got back from the movie theater and saw Wreck-It Ralph 2. I made it a double feature and saw Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 2. Right, that is the second one? Crimes of Grindelwald. Crimes of Grindelwald. Isn't it Fantastic Beasts 2, though? I don't know if they put the... I don't, I don't know that they really um, do the number thing now. Oh, so they're just going to give it... Like, the third one will be The Crimes of Grindelwald 2? Because he didn't get caught. So what do they do now? I guess they'll do that. I don't I The capture of Grindelwald? Maybe. I don't or know. Or the death of Grindelwald? Because we all possible. know we know how it ends. I mean, okay, so spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, well, if you haven't seen the... It ha- ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> well, spoiler alert. If you haven't read the Harry Potter books and you don't know how Grindelwald ends, period, then go read them. <laughs> What did you think of the movie? I, You know what? It was better than I thought it was going to be. It was better than I thought it was going to be, too, because I had very low expectations going into it because I didn't like the first one. I liked the first. I, I really liked the first one. I hated the main character in the first one. He just aggravated the shit out of me. I was just Speaking of the first one, though, that is one of the first episodes we ever did was reviewing that, that movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, wow. It's been Bringing two it years. all the way back. It's been two years. Has it been? Yeah, two years. It's only been a year, hasn't it? No. Two years? Two years. Wow. Anyway, um, I had low expectations. The first movie was nothing but a, a, a Harry Potter Pokemon movie, which I believe I said in that episode. And this didn't feel anything like that. So that was a plus for it. Um, it felt more of like a movie and, and I think you said it best after the, the movie is it actually had a villain in it versus some dude trying to catch Pokemon. I mean, well, that's kind of oversimplifying, but yeah, there's, there was a, a clearly defined villain, I think in this one. And you knew that from the beginning of the, from the first scene when, um, Grindelwald, you know, breaks out from his prison transport. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the first one, you have, I mean, they're kind of just going after this kid. He's very dangerous, but he's not really a villain. He's just kind of, a, a, you know, he's just a victim of all of it. And uh, you had, I think it was Car- Colin Farrell. Yeah, that's his, that's his character. And, and he was kind of like, he was a slimy character. You knew he was kind of a villain, but, it, you know, so it just wasn't, it wasn't exciting. They weren't exciting villains. It was just kind of like, what's going to happen next? And this one, it's kind of like, you know. That there's, you know, there's a definite conflict and you're just kind of trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Um, Plus you got to see Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. Played by what? Jude Law. It it definitely had a better story. This to me had a better story. And I think you're right with the villain thing. I think because there was an actual decent villain, while maybe the acting wasn't good on Johnny Depp's part or or whatever, everybody to each their own on, on how he played it. But the fact there was an actual villain and there was a storyline and they had to capture this villain there, there, it, there seemed more like there was more meat to this, this movie than the first one. 
So that makes me wonder if they just threw the first one out there like a pile of dog shit to see if people would pay to go see it. And um, it worked. Without... Now, I didn't read any other reviews. I, d- I didn't want that to affect my opinion mm-hmm. about this movie going in and also just coming out and giving my review now just straight out of, you know, I just watched it. Um, didn't hyperanalyze anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Johnny Depp's performance, he outacted what I believe he was capable of, at least for a film like this, at least in his later... His later, his later he movies... Because he played Jack Sparrow in like everything after I mean, he played Jack Sparrow? Well, he's always kind of played that kind of weird character that's kind of not right in some way, but you're endeared to that character. Um, but since Pirates, I think since the trilogy kind of ended, he hasn't landed a single like really solid role since then okay and you um, think and even the it? second yeah and even the second and third parts was kind of questionable but they're certainly better than the fourth and, and the fifth mm-hmm. um it's kind of like is he capable of even playing a different kind of role and i feel like here yeah it, again different character but i think he did i believed like that he believed his own like he he was able to play the part i think the problem i had with him i think his acting was fine i think it was more of wardrobe or or the look they gave the character that was more unsettling and didn't really work for for the part i think they tried to make him look too evil like in an edgy kind of i'm gonna bleach blonde the hair and give him a weird eye and the weird eye is what I think kind of to me was like, this is just stupid. Why can't we just have give him two weird color eyes, like make him the same and I would have been fine. We'll make it not so like you can do those things and still kind of make it subtle, but it'll it'll still it'll still be unsettling, but it won't be so obvious that it just looked he, he did. He looked ridiculous. And I think that was my main problem with it. But his acting was I think he was acted fine. No, I, I think too. everybody did a me. good job. And in this this movie compared to the first one, I didn't want to punch Eddie Redmayne in the face as hard. I think you get to a point where you understand, like, okay, he's kind of like that. And you you know that going in the second movie, that this is just the way the guy acts. And and it's not just this weird, like, does this guy really act like this? Like, is this the way the character is? And it is. And you already know. So I think that it it didn't annoy you as much this time because you just knew knew already. I don't feel like he did. I mean, I've seen it a few times in the movie. But I feel like there was a lot less of that where he looks down in a way while he's talking to somebody or, like, looks... Often just like he definitely does it in the beginning when he's talking to his brother and he does it when he's talking to Tina here and there. But for the most part, I feel like when he's talking to somebody, he's talking to them this time, not he's talking to the ground and that person's standing there. That's what bothered me about the first one. I'm like, dude, just look the guy in the eye and talk to him. Like, I, I don't know why you're looking at the ground to speak. It, 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 it bothered the hell out of me. And in this movie, I don't think it was as bad. Maybe you're right. Maybe I just got used to it. I think you got used and to it. And I didn't notice I it. have no idea. I'm like, I think he looked and acted exactly the same way that he did, than, you know, as he did in the first one. I think it was maybe a little more subtler. Is that a word? Subtle? subtle. More subtle. More subtle. Yeah, subtler. It's a new word. Um, I think it's unsettling. Un- yeah, it's funny. I think that's, but that's what really made me hate him in the first one. Why I'm like this movie is terrible. That and the fact it was it felt like a Pokemon movie or whatever. But that being said, and I I again thought this movie was going to be dog crap. I was not looking forward <laughs> to it. Um, I actually enjoyed it. 
um, way more than I thought I did. And with the running time at being over two hours and 15 minutes really put me in like, do I really want to sit through this horse garbage all over again? Um, what was one of your favorite parts of the movie? Um, favorite parts. Yeah, I guess that puts you on the spot, huh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the one that comes to mind, and it's not really, it's not, I don't, I'm not really sure why this part kind of sticks out to me now, but um, it's the scene where Dumbledore goes to convince Newt, essentially, to break his, you know. To break the law. To basically break <laughs> the law, um, you know, which he's not fully convinced, you know, but you see kind of firsthand and you know, if you're an avid reader of the books, you, you you read a lot of subtext with the way Dumbledore's character was. And he was just kind of, he's a giant chess master, mm-hmm. moves around all the pieces that he needs to move around to, to for you know, he's a master tactician, you know? Mm-hmm. And you see, in a way, that he does so, he makes Newt feel compelled to do what's right. And he appeals to Newt's sense of justice and, and his sense of right and wrong to get him to break the law. And because he also knows how unselfish Newt's character is, but is willing to completely let him break the law and let him to, to, to do something for Dumbledore for the greater quote unquote, for the greater good. Now Dumbledore does that to so many characters throughout um, the war with Grindelwald and then all the way, you know, through through Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter, you see him do it. He doesn't, it. Snape's the biggest one you could say that about. Exactly. And, but it wasn't, he wasn't just Snape. I mean, he, um, it wasn't, but he's the one that you could see that the most used on, in my opinion. Yeah. And other then, than Harry. I so guess. you're kind of seeing that. And I think people who kind of already recognize that about Dumbledore kind of makes Dumbledore look like a dick. Well, it does, but Honestly, they, they, what they say about like true great leaders of the world, and especially in in history, is that you you kind of have to be because you have to put yourself out of it, and you can't you have to look at people in a certain way to get the outcome that you want. Um, you know, because it, it you know when villains do it because their what their side is or whatever, then it's like okay, well they're just pure evil. But Dumbledore's doing it for good, so he's not as bad, you know. So it's it, it's definitely I think. Jude Law did a really good job with that, and I think the writing was on point with the way that they did that scene. How they 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 did Dumbledore? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, for- I think he looked a lot younger than I expected to, and that was a little bit like mm, I know it's 1927 and not 1997, so it's 70 years ago. I don't know, man. I still at least expected lives- him to be like uh, I don't know, at least look like 40 to 60, or maybe Jude Law just looks great. As like a fifty to sixty year old guy, maybe. Uh, for me, I liked. There's not one part that I can honestly say I I I liked. Um, I liked mainly that we got to see a lot of different beasts this time. Like in the beginning, you saw the Thestrals. They were all like background characters. This Thestrals, that cat, that cat lion flying thing, which I thought was going to be the dumbest thing in the world, and actually turned out not to be so bad. Um, the Nifflers in it again, obviously, and he wasn't as annoying as the first one. Um, so I, I like the fact that the, the beasts took a background thing in this movie versus being the center of attention, like in the first one. I think that's something that helped it. Uh, worst part of the movie, mine is absolutely the blue fire scene. Um, at the very end. I just thought it was over the top and ridiculous. It was. Um, I can agree with you there. 
But what to me made it really over the top is again, you know, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You had Lita Lestrange's character essentially sacrifice herself. But what pissed me off, and I thought about this a little bit later on, it pissed me off because she sacrificed herself in a completely empty gesture. Like she had to know that she wasn't going to win. She wasn't even going to, you know, Nick. Grindelwald, he had his back turned for a half a second, and she just pointed her wand at him, and yeah. of course, like, and she and she dies, you know, essentially for doing that. And it's like, why would you do that? So, like, there's a big reveal. You find out that she, um, you know, really, you know, kills this, really in, in the most basic way you can say this kills her younger brother when she was a child. And this all this information comes out, people know. So maybe she feels like this enormous guilt. And then so now she's just like, yeah, I'm just going to end it right here. But, you know, you just did that for no reason. You could have helped the effort. Like, if you really feel like you were going to do something against Grindelwald, you could have just been useful Mm -hmm. instead of just, again, just sacrificing yourself for no fucking reason. Uh, And then the whole ending with Nicholas Flamel, like he, to me, was a character that didn't need to be in this movie. No, not at all. There was no reason he was... And that's one of the things I hated. It's like, okay, great. You threw him in there because it's Nicholas Flamel, good friends with Dumbledore, maker of the Sorcerer's Stone, which, Easter egg, you get to see it in this movie, which I'm like, really? You you put that in there just because Nicholas is on the screen? Whatever. I feel like there's got to be a deleted scene where there is more of a purpose of why he's there and it just was cut. I don't know that for sure at all, but mm. I'm fe- I feel like there would have there's something missing from mm. his being there. To make to give him a better reason exactly. for being there. Yeah, I I that might help the cause, but yeah, there to me the way it felt is they just shoehorned his ass in there and there was no reason for it. And I kind of didn't like that, especially since his makeup is another one that who is he? The, the fucking uh, Sir Nicholas. He looks like the ghost from Harry Potter, and he's alive. Like the dude. No, you're the, thinking nearly headless Nick. That's who you're. Yeah, thinking Yeah, but I not, mean not the, the dude. Same. I know they're not the same guy. What I'm saying is he's ghostly pale white in this movie. Why? Because he's supposed to be like, I don't know, like it, a thousand years old. That's fine, but it looked terrible. It looked bad, and like, yeah. So, how? What is a thousand-year-old guy supposed to look like? I feel like they still could have done a better but job around his eyes. Like it just looked terrible. Like you could see where the makeup ends or or the the latex is or whatever. It just looked bad. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, is he supposed to look like this, or did they just do a really bad job and not care? Like, I, I can't tell. I, I don't know. So I really hated that. So final thoughts on the movie. Final thoughts. It was um, not that I had high expectations, but I was, I was just hoping it would be really good. And it was. I enjoyed it. I would see it again. I would actually see both movies now back to back. I'm really excited to see the third one. I'm really. I know how. Yes, I know how it ends. But I still. And I think this is. You what, want to see how they get there. Yeah, and this is to me like kind of what the um, the Star Wars prequels I think kind of lack mm-hmm. is like this is the, you know Fantastic Beasts is a prequel movie, and there's something about prequel movies that they they just don't do as well because everybody when you already know what happens at the end. It's kind of, well, why should I care? And I think what they did successfully here is that, yes, you know what happens at the end, but you really, you have a vested interest in, like, knowing what happens to each individual character that you now have met. Mm -hmm. I will agree. I'm looking forward to the third one. I could not say that from the first to the second movie. 
I will go back and watch the first movie again because maybe if I watch the first movie and the second movie, I'll learn a little bit more or I'll pick up on little things I missed because I didn't watch the first one going into the second one. Um, I do... I do like the characters more now. Newt aside, I, I still don't care. But uh, Queenie, Tina, and Dan Fogler's character, what's his name? Jacob. Jacob. I, I have a vested interest in them, especially Jacob and Queenie's character now that she is on Grindelwald's side. And he's like, yo, bitch, you're crazy. You know, can we, can we just actually talk about that for one second? Sure. Um, the whole – so, again um, – Spoiler that happens at the end of the movie. Queenie joins Grindelwald's team because he does, you know, he's uh, he's charismatic. He's he's trying to. So obviously you don't start out by saying like, hey, I want to mass murder a bunch of people. Um, you know, it always just escalates. And so he talks about how um, he'll allow witches to yeah. marry witches. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't ever say that explicitly. And that's important. He just says we should be free to love who we want to love. He doesn't ever, and that, and that's how people get other people because you assume that because that's what she wants. She very, very specifically wants that one thing, and she's interpreting what he says as the way I just exactly. interpreted right and now. She, exactly, but she and like you can love whoever you want, you know, if they're alive. Yeah. But I don't kill them. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like where that's going. So, and that's all she wants. And so in the beginning, she does some questionable shit, but that's still kind of lovable, still stalkery and kind of crazy shit. She gets called out for it, and she gets really upset because she did it out of love and doesn't think that Jacob is brave to, like, do things that would get them both in trouble if she married him, right? So then, fast forward, he spends more than half the movie looking for her. He he, he loves her. He very clearly does, even, and he regrets calling her crazy, um, they meet up. They're super happy. They're there together. She's telling him all this great stuff. And then, boom, he's like, he sees that she's believing in the, the, the shit that Grindelwald's saying. And he's like, you can't, like, honestly believe this. And then she's, you know, pretty much like, yeah, no, I do. And and all, and then he actually says, he, he says, and now he means it for real, that you're crazy. And then she just loses it and just... Just like, well, you know what? Yeah, and then she just goes on this side, and I, that was very unexpected. I did not expect this to happen at all. Um, And I just think the way that they it was it was believable, but but unexpected. So, staying with this because because I have theories after watching what happened. Two theories on what's going to happen in the next movie with her character specifically and their relationship. One. She realizes that Grindelwald is fucking insane and she tries to go back. Or she goes like the Bellatrix Lestrange route and just goes into the crazy, follows this guy blindly like a, like a crazy woman and now has to fight her own sister and ex-boyfriend slash lover slash whatever. And that's going to be crazy to see Jacob have to go against that. Somebody who can't do magic, is he going to be a casualty of war to get the waterworks running? I really hope not because I feel like that's an easy way out. Because, yeah, of course, let the let the non-magical user be the dead guy. Well, he has no way to really defend himself. No, but I think it would be really interesting to see some kind of, like, you know what? Um, non-magic users are, you know, they have their own... They can know, intelligence mm-hmm. and ways that they can, you know, he. Can, I feel like he can contribute in a way that's more than a bumbling kind of sidekick. And he, um, you know, I think he's not a stupid. You know, he's not a stupid guy. 
No. Um, you know, and he actually, and he's not weak-willed either because he's not, because otherwise he would have just been like, you know what, I just want to go where she goes. And then he had, you know, he actually knows to stand for something and to stand with his friends. And I, you know, I, again, that whole, the way that they did that entire thing, those two characters, I think it's really, really great character development, really great writing. Those are the ones that I'm more interested in than anybody else in the movie. Agreed. Quite honestly. I don't, again, I don't like Newt that much at all. I, I don't know how many times I have to say it. And the Tina character just annoys the shit out of me for some reason. I mean, I can't put my finger on it. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, their storyline is the one I'm most interested in. And to see how Dumbledore plays out the rest of his part. Um, but that's it. That's- I think it's worth actually rereading the second half of book seven to kind of to get a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, to see. You'll, you'll, I think you'll gain an appreciation for what's going to happen, I think, in the third movie. Okay. Well, maybe I'll go back and do that. But that brings us to the second half of this episode, which we saw Wreck-It Ralph 2. Ralph breaks the internet. And again, spoiler alerts, we're not holding anything back. Um, There's nothing to spoil. This movie sucked. Okay. I was going to (laughs) say, I... I was not happy with this movie, and I put faith in Disney and a lot of stuff they do. A lot of their animated stuff, they're great. Um, but we also have seen the downfall of, of one Mr. John Lasseter up to this point. And now one of the first movies that he kind of worked on and, and no longer had a part of is this. And it's horse shit. I think this is really uh, this is this is the trouble that you have when you change leadership in the middle of production or whatever. I don't know how. I think I want to say they were almost done with this movie when that happened. That's so funny. I don't think it was a huge huge shift. And I'm not going to say it was him that you know that, or that he would have saved this movie because I don't. There was not a lot. I feel like they stuck on a concept. They saw a meme and they're like, let's make a movie from this meme, and then just like fuck it, and it felt like that. It did. It 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 literally the, the the name of the movie is exactly what it's about. Ralph breaks the internet in the term of breaking the internet. A video breaking the internet. A meme breaking the internet. It's not like Ralph wrecks the internet. You know how they did with Frozen, they did Anna's birthday and it was a short yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like 10. That's what this should have been. The, yeah, it, it could have easily been that and maybe it would have been all right. But this movie was god awful. This reminds me of older Disney sequels that should have never have been made. Um, this one should have went right to DVD. The one, Yeah, the one thing this movie could have done to make it better was base it around video games. You took pretty much the video game element out of this movie other than a few small things. But they did do that. Some. You had Slaughter Race. What else? I mean... Well, that was the big game, I think, in in this whole thing. So the first half of this movie was good. I felt like it had so much, it had so much potential. And then you got to a certain point in the movie where it's kind of like you're hitting the second. You're pretty much like you're done with the, you know, Act One. When yeah. Act One was over, this movie went straight downhill. So um, they go on the internet. They're trying to get money to. Um, get a new steering wheel for sugar rush otherwise that game's getting unplugged so it's like oh shit like what's gonna happen next so they go to the internet and everything up until this point i I still thought was was pretty good and then um they were going to essentially i thought they were going to go on you're going to see them go on treasure hunt to go item farming for money which i thought 
like in a video game. Like in item, a video, yes. And 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 that's a it's it's a pretty um it's technically not allowed. People shouldn't do it because you're not supposed to sell electronic things for real life money, but that's kind it of It happens. It yeah. So I thought there could be really really interesting um opportunities to tell to further tell the story, but they used it to get Ralph and um Vanellope into the Slaughter Race game introducing um shank mm-hmm. um voiced by uh gal Gadot. yeah wonder woman for those yes i actually couldn't place her voice the entire movie i'm like ah oh, she sounds familiar couldn't place it i'm like ah okay um and then after after they get to the game and they leave that game and then they decide that they're going to so it all, it's all pretty exciting up until this point they had a great racing scene in, in the game it was awesome and then they're like, oh, we're going to – Ralph is going to make these videos on YouTube and then they go in that direction. That movie became terrible. Well, that's where the whole breaks the internet comes in. It was – Ralph's it, videos go viral. I thought it was so dumb. I thought this part was written by people who don't understand the internet. They understand like very basic – I feel like it was – They understood eBay because the way they did the eBay thing was actually kind of funny. I Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll give it that. But I feel like the whole, like the way that, you know, it's supposed to kind of be a satire, right? Against um, the way that people are uh, online. And then the whole, um, Ralph makes these videos on the internet. They're super bullying at yeah, one point. Yeah. They're super popular. And then um, he pumps out like, te- like, I don't know, like 100 videos all at once. Which, by the way, he only had 24 hours to get like this money for eBay because they mistakenly did that whole thing. It was a big mishap. So, like, you're not producing that many videos, number one. And, yes, I do. I'm fully aware that this is just a, a, a Disney movie and super fantastical. But it was so ridiculous and nonsensical. And I I just couldn't even – it just – I just sat there, kind of shaking my head. I'm like, "Are you this? This is this is the way the movie is going to. This is the way we're going to do this." All right, and then the videos themselves are like kind of stupid, showing people like, "Oh, I'm going to click on this video," and then they actually show people like in like the quote unquote real world clicking on Ralph's videos, and like you'll see like the enjoyment get you know that they get out of it. And well, Easter egg about that. Some of those were people who were were subjects of real memes and stuff in real life. Oh, that's cool. So that's kind of right. where that came from, but not all of them. Some of them, um, which is fine. Like, but the whole thing that they just played on becoming famous from YouTube videos it was pretty much the entire movie, and that's not the whole internet. I'm sorry. No, and like, I think there's already such a huge misconception on how YouTubers or content, let's call you know what they want to be called, content creators on YouTube, how they actually make money and how they actually. Um, they simplify the shit out of this. Yeah, and it's kind of like any other profession. I mean, you can kind of make fun of it because it's you know it's like oh you you make money from making YouTube videos. It's actually um, for him to make forty thousand dollars in a single day is just completely nonsensical. Hmm. Completely. Um, even though, like, yeah, he had the algorithm. Yes, um, working. That was the character's name. By yeah, me. working with him, which I expected her. I actually liked the character. Despite not wanting to, yeah. um, because of how supportive this character was, I felt like it was she was just gonna like shit all over everything and whatever. But I'm like, oh, I'm like she actually like she's super supportive of the whole thing. She 
um, she's trying to actually she's help like, actually like what a good friend would do and I, I liked that see the one thing I had is like where when is she going to turn on him That's, I felt there was going to be that turn yes I, and it didn't and happen and it didn't happen she surprised me I'm like alright okay so that wasn't like yeah. super predictable um and then let's skip ahead a little bit yeah, I'm focusing way too hard on this YouTube thing, yeah. but that's how much I feel like that ruined this movie. Because for it me. was almost the entire movie. But then Ralph does something and causes this whole virus that calls it the Ralph virus that supposedly spawned from his uh, viral video. Yeah, well, his viral video. This was another whatever, thing, too. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hijack this conversation. It's, it's just, fine. I'm, Go I'm ahead. that mad. It's about a terrible it. movie. So, another thing. So, he. Finds out Vanellope wants to stay in slaughter race because it's it's unpredictable fun. She races. She's doing what she's always meant to, she, what she's always dreamed of doing. And Ralph wants to do the same thing every day. So it's the classic like you have two people. One has very different idea of what they want in life than the other one, and just you have, one has to learn to let. One, if you really love somebody, you know, quote unquote, as a friend, that they make it very clear to best friends, and that's what the relationship is. Or even in like a brother or like a a sibling kind of relationship, a close relationship. Like, you're supposed to let the other person go live their dream and whatever. And he obviously can't do that. So he sabotages Slaughter Race by getting a virus. And the virus looks for, quote-unquote, insecurities in the code of the game and just duplicates it, right? So then... It gets a hold of after it does its thing. Vanellope finds out she leaves him. She's like, "You're a bad friend." Which, yeah, no, he did a really fucking shitty thing. Like, yeah, it's a shitty thing. Which, um, I thought the way that they made the way that they you you kind of end up at him doing what he did. I thought that was kind of unbelievable. So where in Fantastic Beasts you saw Queenie's transition into basically siding with. Grindelwald as that transition was very so her when she did that shocking thing it was like whoa it kind of makes sense you can see where it came from they did it right with this one Ralph sabotages this game so that Vanellope would have to stay there with him and, and be his friend go back home with him I, he's supposed to be like a bad guy, but like when he destroys her vehicle and wreck it, Ralph one, he does it for her own good. And the difference here is that he, the, he, this time he does it for his own good because he's insecure. And so the virus finds that out, duplicates him all over the place as like this brainless, needy, um, zombie, zombie guy who's destroying stuff to get Vanellope to like stay with him. And to me, they, they, they went way too over the top with that. It was cr- it was so cringy. It, it it was really bad. It was it was terrible. Like the whole movie, the whole movie. I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is just not good. This is not like I didn't again. I didn't have high hopes for this one either. Just with the whole breaks the internet thing, I'm like, it's going to be bad. If they left it to just video games, why do we have to? What if some? Uh, what if I don't know. I don't know. There's newer video games out there. Why couldn't they compete with newer video games? And like, they're the old and busted. How do you hold your own against that? All games have a shelf life. Are they going to make a third one now? I hope not. But you know what I'm saying? Like you could have ended it with them going, you know, back going to a classic arcade where it's like nostalgia arcade or whatever. And, and that's where they end up for the rest of their time. And they're happy there. And, and you could end the series. Now that the series, you know, these two are separated, blah, blah, blah. Slaughter Race is going to end. The game is not, you know, you're not going to play it forever. So does she run back to Ralph and now there's your third movie? I mean, it's possible, but I, I feel like this concept is already like it's already lived out. I, 
I agree. But I think if they did more video games in this versus the internet, I think it could have been a better movie. It could have been. This one, yes. Um, do I think they should make a third one? No. I think that they tried to they tried to do too much. They tr- there's too many Easter eggs. There's too many of these things that they tried to shoehorn in this movie. That's where I feel like it also, you know, didn't help it at all. In the first one, you have, you know, it's a very simple concept. You have Ralph. He's a bad guy. doesn't want to be the bad guy anymore. doesn't want to be typecast anymore, essentially. You know, mm-hmm. he wants to live a different life. So you see him trying to do that. And in, 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 in doing that, he ends up becoming a hero. In this one, he is Vanellope's hero. So he spends the whole thing trying to be a hero and then ends up doing something. He ends up being a villain. He ends, mm. up, he ends up being the villain. The bad guy. He ends up being the bad guy. So it's just like, oh, clever twist. Only they did it fucking horribly. Yeah, I think that, that, that kind of opposite thing would have been great. My biggest complaint about The Incredibles 2 was that it's exactly the same as the first movie. So this didn't have that problem at least. So, yeah, it was a very, very different movie. But, like, in almost every respect, it was bad. Mm. Yeah. I, I can't really say anything good about this movie. I don't have any favorite parts. I don't have anything that even made me chuckle a little. Like, they're just nothing. It was a flat movie. Like, this is a movie you show a three-year-old kid and hope that just all the pretty colors entertain them. Because yeah. that's all it is. It's just flying pretty colors left and right. All the jokes intended for adults, I feel like, like you said, it was flat. It yeah. was, like, the jokes were, like, you would kind of, like, you get a little uptick in the mouth, but that's not a laugh. Yeah. Like, it wasn't funny. It was just it's like, like, I got what you did yeah, there. Yeah, I see what you did there, guy, you know? Yeah. And that's it. So, <laughs> I don't really need to, to shit on this movie anymore. You good or you want to say anything else? I, I, I think I'm done. I shouldn't, be, I shouldn't talk anymore. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Nerdcaster. If you're going to go see uh, Wreck-It Ralph, hope you enjoy it. We did. Aquaman comes out. Aquaman does come out soon. Uh, we'll probably be talking about that on a future episode, I'm sure. And I guess you're excited for that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why either. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. It looks like Star Wars Underwater. Anyway, that'll do it for this episode. <laughs> um, go see Fantastic Beast. Uh, let us know what you think about Ralph and what made you like it if you actually do. Um, you can do that on our website by commenting on this podcast at www.nerdcaster.com. Always uh, hit us up on Facebook at Nerdcaster, on Instagram at Nerdcaster, on Twitter at Nerd underscore Caster. And subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, um, whatever else uh, podcast directory you might use out there. But those are the main ones. And leave us a review on any of them if you so choose. And thank you for listening. That'll do it for this episode. Nerdcaster out. Bye, guys.